This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. To download more lectures, learn more about our project, and to help support it, visit www.bayyina.com slash dream. That's B-A-Y-Y-I-N-A-H slash dream. You are free to share these recordings with family and friends. Thank you and Jazakumullah Khairan for helping us make our dream a reality. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem Tanazzalul Malaikatu Warruhu Fiha Bi'ibni Rabbihim Min Kulli Amr Salamun Hiya Hatta Matula'il Fajr رَبِّ شَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسْرِ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُ الْعُقْدَةً مِّن لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَالصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَى سَيِّدِ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ وَالْمُرْسَلِينَ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ وَنِسَّلْنَا بِسُنَّتِهِ إِلَى يَوْمِ الدِّينِ ثُمَّ أَمَّا بَعْدَ السَّلَامُ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ وَبَرَكَاتُهُ We're studying the fourth ayah of Surah Al-Qadr Tanazzalul Malaikatu Warruhu Fiha Bi'ibn Rabbihim Min Kulli Amr we talked a little bit about the word tanazzalu. We'll look at one more comment by Al-Biqa'i rahimahullah about that word. He says, tanazzalu ay tanazzulan mutadarrijan huwa aslan ala ghayati ma yakunu min al-khiffah wa-sur'ah bima ashara ilayhi hathfutta. What that essentially means is, in simple English, the lack, the missing ta. Remember I told you it could be two ta's, but Allah only uses one, as opposed to the ayah in Surah Hamim al-Sajdah or Surah Fusilat. That one ta indicates that the angels come down very, very fast. So the word is pronounced quicker, and so the action is given a speedy connotation also. This is part of the rhetoric of the Arabic language. So the angels, so by the word tanazzalu in the ayah, as opposed to tatanazzalu, we learn that the angels come down secretly and very, very quickly in this night. Then an interesting nuance in the language. And this is something that, again, uh, a casual reading of the Qur'an you won't notice. But a careful reading of the Qur'an as some of our great ulama have done, you know, they pick up on these things. In the Qur'an, Allah Azza wa Jal mentions al-malaika wal-ruh. The angels and al-ruh. Al-ruh referring to, like we said before, Jibreel alayhi salam. This occurs in a number of places. تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْرُوحُ فِيهَا بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ مِنْ كُلِّ أَمْرِ Surah Al-Ma'arij, he says, تَعْرُجُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْرُوحُ إِلَيْهِ فِي يَوْمٍ كَانَ مِقْدَارُهُ خَمْسِينَ أَلْفَ سَنَةٍ So this idea of malaika and ruh, malaika and ruh. But there's one place in the Qur'an, in Surah Al-Naba, he reverses the sequence. He says, يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْرُوحُ وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ So usually he says, malaika وَالْرُوح But in one place he says, instead of the angels and the ruh, or Jibreel, he says, Jibreel and the angels. So he switches the order. This sequencing in the Qur'an is also very subtle and something very beautiful about the Qur'an. We learn, you know, from the way verbs are used with the angels, a lot of verbs that are used with the angels are associated with movement. So for example, وَلَوْ أَنَّنَا نَزَّلْنَا إِلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ When we send the angels down, this is also movement. أَنْ يُمِدَّكُمْ رَبُّكُمْ بِثَلَاثَةِ آلَافٍ مِنَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ مُنْزَلِينَ That angels would be coming down. Allah says, هَلْ يَنْظُرُونَ إِلَّا أَنْ يَأْتِيَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي ظُلَلٍ مِنَ الْغَمَامِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةِ وَقُضِيَ الْأَمْرِ Are they waiting till the time when Allah Himself descends from the clouds and the angels descend? Verbs that are used for angels or in the context of angels in the Qur'an, they're usually verbs of movement. Movement. Some action is taking place. 
But when we find this discussion about Jibreel alayhi salam, we find interesting language that's to the contrary. We find, for example, uh, Allah Azza wa says about him, عند ذي العرش مكين Stationed. Stationed. Now in these ayat, the, the one we're reading, تنزلوا, coming down. Is that movement? This is movement. In Surah Al-Ma'arish, تعرجوا, they rise up. They fly up. That's also movement. But in Surah Al-Naba, we read, يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الرُّوحُ وَالْمَلَائِكَةِ The day on which a ruh and malaika stand still. Is that movement or not? That's not movement, it's standing still. And that, what's more associated with the stillness or the stationary is Jibreel alayhi salam because he's got that station under the arsh. Right? So when that stationary word is used, Jibreel alayhi salam is mentioned first. When movement is mentioned, the angels are mentioned first. It's part of the subtlety and beauty of the Qur'an. So here we find, تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْرُوحُ فِيهَا In it, the angels and ruh Jibreel alayhi salam descend. And this is again something of the honor of this night. Who brings the Qur'an down? It's Jibreel alayhi salam. It's Jibreel alayhi salam. And in this night, that angel that was responsible for delivering revelation, he himself also comes down. That's a big deal. That, that every, every single year, Jibreel alayhi salam repeats his sunnah, which started with him coming down for the revelation of the Qur'an itself. So that's in and of itself is what gives this night an enormous uh, honor. Let's talk a little bit now about the next part, بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ So the angels come down, we talked about the word coming down, the, the, the sequence of angels and the ruh in this night, but now بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ The literal translation of which is, by permission of their master. They come down by the permission of their lord, their master. We'll read a Shawkani rahimahullah, amazing commentary on it. And also, actually, what I'll read to you first is uh, from Dr. Samar Ra'i rahimahullah, or Jazahullah Khair. قِيلَ الْمَلَائِكَةَ يَشْتَاقُونَ لِرُؤْيَةِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فِي الْأَرْضِ It is said that the angels are looking forward desperately to see the believers on the earth. فَيَسْتَأْذِنُونَ رَبَّهُمْ فِي هَذِهِ اللَّيْلَةِ So they seek permission of their Lord in this night. لِيُسَلِّمُوا عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ So they may say salam to the believers. يَسْتَأْذِنُونَهُ فَيُؤْذَنُ لَهُمْ They seek his permission and permission is given to them. So what does the ayah say? By the permission of their Lord. What's the, what are they asking permission for? To meet and greet the believers who are worshipping Allah on the earth. Those that, whom Allah has given an opportunity to worship Him that would count for a thousand months. Who are these people? And the angels are like desperately wanting to meet and honor these people. You know how you get like an all-access pass to meet a celebrity? <laughs> right? Or you get to see the president at the press conference or something. Or you have, you've been invited by the dean of the college or whatever. The angels hold the believers in this high regard that they ask Allah's permission to come and see them. To come and send salams upon them. And that's where we find at the end of the surah what? Salamun hiya hatta matla'il fajr. That's one of the meanings of that salam, that the angels come and descend salam and peace upon the believers. Subhanallah. So, مَا عَظْمَةُ هَذِهِ اللَّيْلَةِ يَسْتَأْذِنُونَ رَبَّهُمْ لِزِيَارَةِ أَهْلِ الْأَرْضِ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فَيُؤْذَنُ لَهُمْ فَيَنْتَزِلُونَ So subhanAllah, when the permission is given to them, they descend rapidly and quickly to bring that salams to them. So this was the next part, بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ Now we come to the last part of the ayah, مِنْ كُلِّ أَمْرِ مِنْ تُفِيدُ التَّعْلِيلِ أَحْيَانًا كَمَا فِي قَوْلِهِ مِمَّا خَطِئَاتِهِمْ أُغْرِقُوا In Surah Al-Nuh, Allah says, مِنْ مِمَّا خَطِئَاتِهِمْ because of, their, because of their mistakes, they were drowned. The people of Nuh, He says, مِمَّا خَطِئَاتِهِمْ Because of their mistakes, they were drowned. مِنْ in Arabic is commonly translated as from in English. 
right? Min aina anta, where are you from? Right? So min is translated as from. But in classical Arabic, it has multiple usages. One of, it, one of them is min is harf ajal. What that means is instead of from, the transition becomes because of. So min kulli amr here, if you look at it as harf ajal, what the meaning becomes is because of every single command. Because of every single command that Allah has issued to them for that year, to initiate that process, they descend on that day. And also min kulli amr implies from because of all sorts of commands. And this is explained in the beginning of Surah Al-Dukhan. In Surah Al-Dukhan, فِيهَا يُفْرَقُوا كُلُّ أَمْرٍ حَكِيمٍ On that day, meaning on Laylatul Qadr, also mentioned in Surah Al-Dukhan, there it's not called Laylatul Qadr, there it's called Laylatul Mubarakah, a blessed night. Okay? There Allah says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that the angels descend, and they have been given responsibility, divided up all sorts of wise decisions that Allah Himself has given to them. And you know, whenever Allah mentions angels coming down with the command of Allah, He makes sure we understand where did the command come from? From Allah Himself. So, بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ There أَمْرًا مِنْ عِنْدِنَا A command that's come especially from us. Why mention Himself especially? I know we understand the commands are from Allah and the angels come to execute them. We understand that. But why specifically mention Allah? Because on the earth, a lot of religions, a lot of religions are based on shirk First with the angels. Look at Catholicism for example. They call on certain angels. They call on certain, instead of worshipping Allah, they worship and call on for help, they call on certain angels. A lot of the pagan traditions, you know, they started, they, they took the true beliefs that Allah Azza wa Jalla, you know Allah Azza wa Jalla has for example, the angel assigned for mountains. That, that angel came to Rasulullah on the occasion of Taif. Right, he came, but the power to move the mountains comes from the angel or comes from Allah? Comes from Allah. But when shirk occurs, what do people do? The god of mountains, and the god of this, and the god of that. Originally it was the angel, and they, the, the understanding wasn't clear that the power actually comes from Allah. And what did people start doing? Giving credit to the angels themselves for having such powers. But no, the power itself comes from Allah. So whenever Allah talks about the descent of angels for anything, He makes sure you, you understand the actual blessing isn't the angel, the actual blessing is Allah Azza wa Jalla here also bi idni rabbihim min kulli amr by the permission of their master, subhanAllah. So min kulli amr ay al-umur al-kulliya allati yafraquna biha bi-idhni Allah tafasil al-umur allati yuriduha subhanahu wa ta'ala fi thalika al-aam fi awqatiha min dhilka al-layla ila mithliha min al-aam al-muqbil. What this simply means is, and this is again the commentary of Biqa'i rahimahullah, the angels come with all the commands that Allah has issued them for them to be executed from this night to the repetition of this night the next year. Those, the commandments that are going to take place in, uh, from this to the next night, next year, subhanAllah. Salamun hiya hatta matla'il fajr. Some have taken salam to be part of the previous sentence. Min kulli amrin salam. In every single decision Allah makes on that night, there is peace. And every single decision that's executed, there is peace and solitude. But there, here are the opinions of the ulama as far as uh, this word is used. قَدْ تَمَّ الْكَلَامِ عِنْدَ قَوْلِهِ مِنْ كُلِّ أَمْرِ ثُمَّ ابْتَدَأَ فَقَالْ سَلَامٌ هِيَا أَيْ مَا هِيَا إِلَّا سَلَامَةٌ وَخَيْرٌ كُلُّهَا لَا شَرَّ فِيهَا What he's saying is, on this night there's absolutely no evil whatsoever. When Allah Azza wa Jal send the angels down on this night, in every single thing they do, there is only peace. In other nights there is peace also, but there's peace and also there's what? You know, violence and other things happen, punishments can come too. But not on this night, this night is entirely peace. This time, this night is entirely pleased. 
The way it's salamun hiya hatta matla'il fajr, let's roughly translate it before we go into the interpretations. It is peace, peace it is. Peace it is, is probably closer translation. Until the break of dawn, the break of fajr. Now, the first interpretation we're going to look at is, هِيَا ذَاتُ سَلَامَةٍ مِنْ أَنْ يُؤْثَرُ فِيهَا شَيْطَانٍ فِي مُؤْمِنٍ أَوْ مُؤْمِنَةٍ This is a night of absolute peace in which there is no uh, intervention of the shayateen. This opinion of the ulama has been considered weak by others because we know in the month of Ramadan who's already chained anyway. The shayateen are chained anyway. So that's sort of a redundant uh, statement. Mujahid rahimahullah says that this, this is a night in which no, even no human being can uh, truly uh, embark on any evil task. Then others say, a shabi says for example, هُوَ تَسْلِيمُ الْمَلَائِكَةَ عَلَىٰ أَهْلِ الْمَسَاجِدِ May Allah make us from them. Allah calls it salam because it's the, the night in which the angels are constantly saying salam to the people of the masajid, the people who spend their night in the masajid. This is the opinion of a shabi rahimahullah. حِينَ تَغِيبَ الشَّمْسِ إِلَىٰ أَنْ يُطْلَعَ الْفَجْرِ Until from the setting of the sun until the break of dawn. They pass by every single mu'min and they say to him, may peace be upon you, O believer. You know, in a long narration that's, that's uh, captured in, in the Ibn Kathir, we're not going to go into the narrations of the blessings of Laylatul Qadr, but just a paraphrase, you should read, read up on it yourselves. This entire battalion of angels, Jibreel descends and then they... And all of them descend at one time and they go into every single masjid, go into every single believer and they go and send salam upon them and they make dua for them. It's an amazing, amazing hadith. That long journey these angels take for what purpose in the end? To send salam upon the believers. SubhanAllah. It's such an honor that Allah gives to the believers on this night. I'm going to take the position of Ash-Shawkani rahimahullah when it comes to just commenting on uh, those narrations. وَالْأَحَادِيثِ فِي فَضْلِ لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ كَثِيرًا The ahadith that talk about the blessings of Laylatul Qadr are many. وَلَيْسَ هَذَا مَوْضِعُ بَصْدِهَا وَكَذَلِكَ الْأَحَادِيثِ فِي تَعْيِينِهَا وَالْإِخْتِلَافِ فِي ذَلِكَ And just similarly there are many narrations in where it's actually placed and, and, and what night it's actually considered Laylatul Qadr and the differences of opinion among them. This is really not the place to discuss those. But I do want to show you how, the, how beautifully the surah is tied together. The surah began with the descent of the Qur'an. إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ Then the angels descend. Then peace descends. Three things descend in this surah. The, angel, the Qur'an itself, the angels, and then peace. Until the time of Fajr. Now what's the best time to recite Qur'an? Which time of the recitation of Qur'an is actually a witness for us? Allah mentions Fajr at the end, right? Allah says in Surah Al-Isra, He says, أَقِمِ الصَّلَاةَ لِدُلُوكِ الشَّمْسِ إِلَىٰ غَسَقِ اللَّيْلِ وَقُرْآنَ الْفَجْرِ إِنَّ قُرْآنَ الْفَجْرِ كَانَ مَشْهُدًا He says, establish the prayer morning and night, and especially Qur'an of the Fajr. He didn't even call it prayer of Fajr. What did he call it? Qur'an of Fajr. No doubt the Qur'an of Fajr of that time is going to be a witness for you. It began with Qur'an. We sent it down. And it ends with a time... In which when you recite Qur'an, it is a witness for you. Subhanallah. Salamun hiya hatta matla'il fajr. Beautiful, rhetorically beautiful. The, the choice of words in the surah, and how the surah, in very few ayat is laid out. Now, inshallah ta'ala, the last comments about this uh, descent. And one of the things, what this has to do with the da'wah of the Qur'an. This is by majority opinion, almost consensus. This is a Makki surah. It's a Makki surah. And you know, when you read about the fada'il, and the benefits, and the... The, good, the virtues of a night of worship, these virtues are usually talked about and learned by believers. Who doesn't benefit from any of this? 
disbelievers. They have no value for what Laylatul Qadr is. They have no appreciation for it. They're not going to go and ask the messenger, tell me more about Laylatul Qadr. Right? They're not going to tell. Who is learning these things? Believers. But in the Meccan context, who is the primary audience? Is the primary audience, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, believers, or are they disbelievers? They're disbelievers. So it's interesting that it's a Makki surah, where the audience isn't interested in hearing what this is, and yet this remarkable ayat, or remarkable ayat, that you would think pertain predominantly not to disbelievers, but to believers have come down. We have to fix this paradox, or at least understand some things about it, inshaAllah ta'ala. This has to do with a subject that has come up many times before in our discussion, and that is the integrity of the Qur'an. In the previous surah, the messenger is being attacked, sallallahu alayhi wa by the ignorant Abu Jahl. If he doesn't stop, Allah has threatened him. Allah has told him not to be distracted by his insults, by his attacks. You know, in da'wah, da'wah is kind of like sales. Sales. You're trying to give somebody a message, and you're trying to hope that they accept it. Just like you're trying to give somebody a product, hoping they will buy it. It's kind of like that. Not exactly, but kind of. But in sales, who's in a position of power? The salesman or the customer? Who's got the power? Yeah, it's called buying power, right? The customer's got the power. Now, the salesman sometimes seems desperate to sell. Like you go into a General Motors dealership nowadays. You see a desperate salesman, right? And the customer, he knows that the sales guy is desperate, so he could milk him a little. No, no, throw in navigation system, throw in this, throw in that. Now he wants to make sort of, you know, uh, more demands. He feels like he's in a position of power, and this guy is desperate, he wants to sell it to me. Right? Now, well, I'm not really talking about sales. In da'wah, the messenger is desperately giving the message to these people. When they hear the desperation in the messenger, and the concern in the messenger's face, what do they start thinking? They start thinking they're like the customer, they're in a position of power. They're in a position of power. But you know, Allah Azza wa Jal doesn't accept this. Allah Azza wa Jal makes sure that the messenger himself knows that he is never in a position of weakness. He is always in a position of power. And he is in no desperation to sell this to them. If they take it, it's their benefit. If they don't take it, who's lost? Their own loss. He loses nothing. The only reason the Messenger is concerned وسلم, is because of his love of humanity. His love and genuine concern. But he is under no desperation to want to turn them to the deen. He doesn't need to be. And it's what he has is not something you have to try hard to sell after all, this is so noble, it was sent down when? In Laylatul Qadr. This, is the, this book was sent down at no ordinary time. It was sent down in Laylatul Qadr. You know what Laylatul Qadr is? You know, this, this, these ayat are giving us an appreciation of how awesome the Qur'an is. The Qur'an, you're, you don't need to... You know the ayat previous surah ended? Don't, don't pay attention to him. Don't follow him. Don't worry about him basically. Don't worry about him. And now this ayah is saying, worry about what? Qur'an and said, you've been given something so noble, so remarkable, you don't need to present it in, in a desperate fashion to anyone. You don't need them, they need it. And if they don't take it, they're lost. They missed out on a thousand months of worship. They missed out on something that Allah sent on this most remarkable night. So you have something dignified before you. These people are not worth your time. If they don't want to pay attention, they're not worth your time. And this happens over and over again in the Qur'an by the way. Whenever Allah talks about the arrogant, He comes back, فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرْ قُلِ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ 
Tell them the truth comes from your master. Whoever wants, they can believe. Whoever wants, they can disbelieve. Your laws, basically. Even in Surah Abasa. The guy frowned, you know, the, the Quraysh, the Quraysh leader, the messenger was worried he won't get the message. Allah said, no, no, no. This is a reminder. Whoever wants, they can remember. They can get lost if they don't want to remember. That's fine. Because this is something very high. You don't need to sell it to them. They should want to come up to it. They should be honored by the fact that they get to hear something that came down in Laylatul Qadr. It's a gift to them. They should be in sajda before Allah that they got to hear the word of Allah. These, you know, they should be the most grateful because they not only get to hear the word of Allah in the next surah we're going to learn, not only do they get to hear the word of Allah, they get to hear it from the Messenger of Allah. Rasulun min Allahi yatlu They should be the most grateful. You don't have to be desperate. If they're not accepting you, they're the most vicious of the vicious. So we learn two things from this. Those who accepted the Messenger ﷺ, we already know this, they're the best of the best. They're the best of all generations. And though who, the, the kuffar who rejected the messenger are the worst of the worst. You're not going to get worse kuffar than the kuffar of the time of the messenger The ones who reject Islam today, what are they rejecting? The book. The ones who rejected Islam then, what were they rejecting? The book and who? The messenger to his face. It's twice the crime. <laughs> it's twice the crime. Those are the worst kinds of people. So don't pay attention to them. Subhanallah. Once again, just to tie the two surahs together, the previous surah ended, وَاقْتَرِبْ Come close. Come close. What's the best opportunity to come close to Allah? Laylatul Qadr. The entire surah is the opportunity for you to come close to Allah It's like it gives you a manual, now that I've commanded you to come to close, how do you come close to me? And the whole discourse has revolved around the Qur'an in both surahs. began with Iqra. It began with Iqra. This surah, إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ then Fajr at the end, which is again, in Qur'an al-Fajri, kana mashhuda. The Qur'an of uh, the uh, Fajr prayer is certainly that which will be witnessed. One last riddle we'll solve, inshallah ta'ala, we'll move on. It's a minor issue, but because we're living in the scientific age, sometimes people try to poke science into the Qur'an. They say, well, it's, if it's Laylatul Qadr in Pakistan, but then it's night, daytime over here, so which one's the right Laylatul Qadr? Right? And they try to do things like that. And then some people, silly people come out and say, well, the Day of Judgment, if it's the day of judgment, and it's the day in Africa, what about Europe? Is it going to be later on over there? Right? People say, they try to use science, to try to poke holes. You know how beautifully Allah answers these things? SubhanAllah. The day, the, the earth on the day of judgment will what? وَإِذَا الْأَرْضُ مُدَّتْ It's flattened out. It's flattened out. There's no night and day anymore. It's gone. And how do you tell night and day? Sun and moon, right? What happens on the day of judgment? وَجُمِعَ الشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرُ Sun and moon are collapsed into each other. So there's that, your concept of night and day, what you think of as night, what you think of, that's all gone on that day. You know, you know, these are silly things that people use to ridicule the religion, really. But we should be more careful when we talk about the deen. Similarly, this, day of, this issue of Laylatul Qadr, you know, because it's just night, Allah didn't include the day. Some of us said it includes the day, because in Arabic literature, when you say Layla, it can include the day and the night. But, and if you say Nahar, it was the night and the day. That's the only difference. When you say Layla, it's night, then the next day. When you say Nahar, it's day and the next night. That's the only difference, right? So that's one explanation. The other is, you know how the night travels? Like the sun travels, right? And as the sun is traveling, what's trailing behind it is the night. Right? So Laylatul Qadr lasts, it goes this revolution around the entire earth. So it's not, you know, for, that, for that's one big continuum. 
It's one big continuum, opportunity after opportunity to catch Laylatul Qadr. There's no contradiction here, subhanAllah. Right? Uh, may Allah Azza wa Jal give us the blessing of seeing Laylatul Qadr and taking full advantage of it in the coming year. May Allah Azza wa Jal make us of those who already found Laylatul Qadr in the Ramadan that just passed. May Allah Azza wa Jal bless all of us with the recitation of Qur'an and the love of it and a, a correct understanding of it. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.